Welcome to The Red Podcast, a place for bold, inspired, outrageously courageous, and just a tad bit naughty women leaders come together. I'm Elaine Kalila, and I'm the founder of the Priestess Presence Temple, a sisterhood of over 80,000 women. For the past 25 years, I've had the great pleasure and privilege of supporting, inspiring, catalyzing, and initiating women to remember who they are. The Red Podcast is a place where you can come to lean into your edges, listen for that which yearns to be expressed more fully through you, and to say yes to the places that probably scare you. More importantly, I'm going to be talking with some amazing women who are spiritual and grounded, and we're going to be chatting about what it takes for each one of us to step into the legacy of our purpose and fully bring it to the world that we're here to co-create. Your presence is a gift, so I say bring it. We're here to listen to your red, your leading edge, that place of evolution within you. Hope you enjoy the conversations. Hello there, my loves. It is Elaine Kalila here, and today I am going to be here to deepen with you around one of the faces of the inner Magdalene. You may know that we have an amazing quiz that's called the Six Faces of the Magdalene, and there are six different archetypal energies that the Magdalenas are here to anchor on the planet. And today I'm going to be talking about and being in with you this energy that's named as the Rosa Mystica. Mm, Love even saying that, the Rosa Mystica. (sighs) Ah, So... One of the reasons that I want to presence the Rosa Mystica today is because I just stepped out of running the very, very first in-person retreat that I have run in two years. Because of the COVIDian era, the retreats here have been um, on hiatus. And so this last um, weekend, I had the great, great honor of sitting inside a profound and beautiful sacred temple space with a number of sisters who traveled here from all over the country to come and deepen into what it means to sit in our hearts, to sit in the depth of receiving and opening the channel of our own being to truly receiving. And it got me really thinking about the nature of what it is to open to receive and how many of us struggle, are constricted, are in some kind of fight around our ability to be able to receive. And so it got me thinking about that. And as I came out of the weekend, you know, three days, a three-day deep dive journey that's in that liminal space where you really feel like you have traveled for many, many lifetimes, in fact, in timelessness. You know, when we really step into temple, we step into that liminality, into that timelessness where we drop the conventions of our normal everyday lives and we expand our sense of time and space. And in that, I realized that my own being was being filled up, was being fulfilled, was being satiated, was being nurtured and nourished in a way that I had really been missing. This in-person, this 
in communion sense of sitting in temple and being held as we all began to open to receive. And so when I got out of the retreat, I, I had this feeling of this, you know, there's an image in Tarot and it's the image is the Ace of Cups. And if you've seen the Ace of Cups in any of the Tarot decks, you're going to know that there's this beautiful chalice that's usually overflowing with flowers, with a golden liquid light. And it's this feeling of the overflowing abundance the overflowing energetic. And what we often see in that image is the, the, <laughs> that beautiful realm of light or flowers is flowing over the brim. Like there's a sense of, of more than enoughness. And as it flows over the brim, it cascades down the outside of the chalice into the earth beneath it and then comes back up that central point, creating this tube torus, this toroidal field that we all are a toroidal field. And I want to speak to you about that today because there's this, this place, this mystery that we're being invited into that really is about how do we walk as love? What is it to be love? What is love <laughs> in that context? And it is my sense that really at the center of all of the work of us, all of us who are called as red women here, the core, the fundamental quintessence of why we are here at this time, why we are daring to go to the edge of where we're comfortable to birth new worlds, to be this light, this love on the planet is very intimately connected into the vow or the promise to walk as love. Now, this is such an amazing vow. I want you to even feel it for a moment. There are so many parts of my life that have led me to this vow to walk as love. And the Rosa Mystica as a face of the Magdalene is the one who brings us into the frequency of liquid gold and pink energy in the heart of that beautiful rose that is the, the pink gold rose that blooms in our hearts. She is the full bloom of our hearts, undefended, undefended. And there is a divine innocence to this face of the Magdalene, a beauty of unconditional love, love with no conditions. And how many of us, oh, breathe that in for a moment, how many of us truly can say that we know what that unconditional love feels like, both to receive and to give? I want us to really sit with that for a moment. You see, one of the things I'm aware of in my life, and this happened in the temple time that I was just part of, and it happens within the online communities that I'm part of, and within the women that I am mentoring and deep dive coaching and initiating, is that there is this call around the vow to walk as love that has us understand that love is not what we think it is, that love is not what we've been taught it to be, that in fact the love that we have been told about is this romantic love, which is a love that is about ownership or it's a love about 
you know, how another person makes you feel. Or it's the love that is about possession that has the shadows of jealousy and envy attached to it. This romantic love that we've been told about is really not what love is at all. And in fact, according to the Magdalene, we would talk about there being 144 names for love and that our life, our human life is all about discovering where we are not loving and discovering what it would mean to be love in any given situation that we're faced with. So this all sounds (laughs) very lofty, right? So I want to bring it down to our humanity, to the gritty part of being human. So how do we really open the channel of love within us? Well, it starts, believe it or not, with really looking at all the ways in which you and I choose to shut down to love where we choose to turn away from, to withhold our love in the giving of it, but not just to withhold giving love, to shut down to receiving love, to receiving love in all of its forms. And so what does this look like? It looks like us holding beliefs around there not being enough love or us not deserving to be loved or the fear that we are not lovable. It looks like us assuming that there's not enough and therefore withdrawing ourselves and shutting ourselves down. It looks like fear. It looks like fear of receiving, fear of letting anyone get close. Or it looks like the belief that there isn't anything out there for you or that you've been dropped or betrayed or abandoned in some way. So therefore, that's the expectation that you have. And therefore, you are not open to receive something else. The classic one around this is the scarcity, right? And we all know what that feels like, to feel scarcity in our bodies, whether that's scarcity of time, money, relationship, resources, right? And this is a very real thing in the third dimensional life. In our everyday human lives, we've all dealt with this into some degree or another. You know, I know for me growing up as a kid in the 1970s in England, I was raised by a single dad and he was super, super busy working really, really hard to keep a roof over our heads. We didn't have a lot of money. We couldn't often afford to heat the house. Food was there, but it was, you know, closely monitored. We didn't have a washing machine. We didn't have, you know, extra, you know, modern conveniences. He grew all the food. We ate that from the land. You know, I wore my brother's hand-me-down clothes. And this is not to say poor me at all, right? This is just to say that I was raised in a certain environment, probably like many of us, where there wasn't a lot left over and where there was an installation of this this deep set of beliefs in there that the only way I was going to be okay in my life was if I worked, worked, worked really, really, really hard and that I came from an idea or a set of beliefs that said you have to be careful, you have to watch out, you have to be mindful, you have to um, constantly make sure that there is enough and, and at any moment there might not be enough. Okay, and this was wired into me and probably wired into many of you who are listening here. And whatever your story is around money 
or around resources or around how you were raised or the mindsets that you were raised into. I want you to feel that in your body for a moment. And what has this to do with love, you might ask? Well, it wasn't just money that was scarce in my house. It was also time and energy and attention and connection, right? My dad was really busy. He was really focused on working. He didn't have a lot of energy and time left for actually raising kids. He was young. He was inexperienced. There was all this stuff. So there's another level of scarcity in there, which is it's not just about not enough money, is that there's not enough time, there's not enough attention, there's not enough nourishment. And so this sets up a system in our bodies. And I believe for many of us as women, we carry these messages deep, deep, deep within us. And so what it does is it stops us from receiving the connection to support It stops us from receiving the connection to everything that's already around us and within us that could nourish and nurture us. It shuts down our channel for receiving. You know, in the mystery school traditions that I'm deeply steeped in from the 13 Moon Mystery School, we start with the Great Mother and the Great Mother says, I surrender, I receive. And the Rosa Mystica says, I am the bloom of the full flower, the full beautiful rose in your heart that opens her petals to fully receive the sunlight and to fully give of herself to life. When we open to receiving the blessings that are in our lives. When we begin to untuck our tails (laughs) and drop our root down into the earth beneath us, when we begin to breathe more deeply, when we begin to open up the places that hold tension and constriction and we start to let the energy flow in our own bodies and our own hearts, we begin to allow there to be the nourishment of the prana, of the life force, the awakening of the shakti, the awakening of the connection to the flow of life in us. If we go back to that image of the chalice that is overflowing with energy, then the chalice is allowing And this is super important, allowing itself to be filled and then emptied and then filled and then emptied. It's not holding on to the liquid or to the beauty within it. It's letting go of it. And so how many of us hold on out of fear of it not being refilled? How many of us go, no, this is my chalice and I've got to keep this chalice where it is and, you know, hold on to this energy because if I let it go, if I let it move through me, I'm fearful that it won't be filled up again or, you know, there there isn't more where that came from. Yeah, so feeling that in our bodies. When we close down the channel to receiving from life, we can't see anything but scarcity. And I know this firsthand. You know, when I'm living in that place, I feel what happens, the constriction of my field, the constriction of my heart, you know, the the feelings of not enoughness and how deeply ingrained that was and how this face of the Magdalene, the Rosa Mystica, is really coming to re-establish the flow of energy within us 
that we are conduits for that energy to flow through and that we are truly called into the awareness of what it means to really open to receiving and then giving from that place of fullness. So this is the other side of it, right, is, and I find this really fascinating, that, you know, on a biological level, in our brains, we have more receptor sites and we release more dopamine, which is that feel-good hormone, feel-good neurochemical in our brains, the dopamine hit, and more oxytocin when we are giving than when we are receiving. I'm going to say that one more time. So we get a stronger hit of pleasure from giving than we do receiving. So what that translates into is is that we can easily move into this place of giving and giving and giving because there's a way in which it does feel good. And yet, if we are not open to also receiving, we start to be giving from a chalice that is empty. And that, this is a circuitry that I'm really talking about, and it's an energetic circuitry. And if you are not open to fully receiving, then you start to give and give from a place in you where it is not being replenished. And at some point, you become exhausted <laughs> from giving and you become uh, even resentful of giving and maybe a bit pissed that you seem to always be giving out. So if that's you that I'm speaking to right now, I know that place too. And in our culture, we've been acculturated women, particularly to overgive, to be over-responsible, to think that it's ours that we have to do. And it comes from this deep place within us that really, really um, understands and desires to give of love, to give of sustenance and nurturance to others. But the gap has come with us then receiving it because if we don't feel worthy enough, if we don't feel that we are deserving, then we will try to negate ourselves out of the circuitry. And then what happens is we're not giving from a place where we are also getting. Yeah, there's this beautiful mystical teaching that says this, and this is from, you know, the deep Magdalene from the Gnostic Christians, from the whole world of, of Gnostic mysticism, which says, there is no getting and there is no giving. There is just the endless circuitry of love. So there is really no getting and no giving. There is not a binary in there. Because truly when we give from a full heart and we are received by another, we automatically receive back from the act of giving. When we receive from another, we also gift back to them that feeling of being received. And this, this core place of unconditional love is, is that we open ourselves to both giving of our love and receiving it back through another. And you might see in your mind's eye as I'm speaking this beautiful figure of eight infinity symbol that's called the Lemnisket. This is the dance of the bees and the beehive. 
And you might be start to feel that energy of that simultaneous looping around that figure of eight, which talks to the nature of what it is to give and receive in simultaneity. And so what does all that really mean when we think about it, feel about it from the perspective of the Rosa Mystica? It means that we are here to rebalance. And this is really important to harmonize and rebalance ourselves to really feel where we are living in the shadow of not enoughness or scarcity or a close down to the receiving of the great beauty, <laughs> the great abundance, the great flow of energy, the possibilities that are constantly, constantly arriving and arising in our lives. The Rosa Mystica is the awakening of the mystical rose within our hearts. The mystical rose in the heart is that which carries this love that is a marriage of divine love and human love together. It is the marriage of our higher self with our lower self. <laughs> it is a marriage of our overflowing, ever-abundant nature as a human being that is awakened to the fact that we live in an energetic vibrational universe, that we are not fixed in matter, that we are both a particle and a wave simultaneously. In terms of quantum physics, we are both physically here in matter and we are also the space between the matter that is infinite in its potential. You know, one of the goddesses that speaks to this particular principle is from the Hindu tradition, and that's the goddess of Lakshmi. And we all know her as the goddess of abundance, of good fortune, of prosperity. She's often seen sitting on a lotus flower with coins dripping from her and the honeybees around her. And she is the image of overflowing abundance, of love, of nourishment, of sustenance, of, of beauty, of refinement. And this is all part of what Lakshmi stands for. And as a principle, the Rosa Mystica is the Lakshmi energy. <laughs> she is that same archetypal energy that is this overflowing of unconditional love. But it's not just the overflowing of unconditional love. It's the right relationship. To love. So Rosa Mystica would go to the table of great abundance, like the buffet, <laughs> the glorious goddess buffet, where every delectable delight is laid out in front of you. Beautiful chocolates, gorgeous olives and cheeses and gorgeous food everywhere on this table. Libations and this just cornucopia of the goddess of love, the Rosa Mystica. And she would go to the table and she would take her plate and she would take delectably these refined, gorgeous, beautiful offerings and place them on her plate. But here's the thing. She would never place on her plate more than her need 
in the moment. So she's not hoarding because it's such an amazing buffet. Why wouldn't she hoard? You know, <laughs> we go to those hotels, right, where it's all you can eat and you end up getting way, way more than you need. And it kind of feeds this whole idea that, you know, you should be taking more than you actually need in order to get your money's worth, right? There's this weird mentality around it. So in this story, she only takes what she needs and she takes that and leaves the rest. And there's a balance point of what's sustainable here. And the, the, the deeper meaning in that story is, is that we are constantly attuning to what it is that we need to intake and outtake, to breathe in and to let go. Like this flow of energy is also one that honors the, en the enoughness, not the greed of like, I've got to hold it on and hoard it, right? But that there's a flow. And I know that when I'm walking inside this energy of the Rosa Mystica, of this face of the Divine Feminine, one of the deepest teachings is, how do I stay in right relationship to that flow? Where am I shutting down the flow? Where have I turned away from it? Where am I fearful? Where am I caught in an old story? And this is the constant journey of awakening that we are all on. You know, and within my lineage and tradition, you know, sitting in this place of the vow to walk as love has been one of the most challenging and powerful parts of my life. Like, talk about being initiated, and um, perhaps I'll tell the story another time of how I received that vow and how I got initiated in it and, and, you know, how it really came into my life. I think that's another podcast episode right there. But serve it to say in this moment that, that writing the relationship between giving and receiving in our lives is one of the most powerful steps that you can take to rebalancing in your world to rebalancing all aspects, to bringing that harmony in that is the marriage between the light and the shadow, that is that nexus point. And so why do we really care about this? The Rosa Mystica gives us access into the power of love. Love is that which transforms all things. It is an alchemical elixir, an unconditional love literally really means love without condition. In other words, it is love that is not held back, it is love that there is no condition to, it's loving because that's just what's here. It's the risk to love anyway. It's the love that comes moving through us that we cannot stop, that's like an ocean, a flood, a, a, a rising river that takes us with it that we have to go into because it just is. And when we open the heart and the body to allow love to come through, we are not able to hide out anymore. We're not able to restrict ourselves anymore. We're not able to say, well, this deserves love and that doesn't deserve love. Love just is. And love looks different in every moment. You are that love. 
That's what the Rosa Mystica has to say to us. And even if you've not had an imprint in your life of unconditional love, because so many of us haven't, right? What the heck would that mean to actually feel really loved unconditionally? Most of us don't start out life in a family where we are loved unconditionally. Some of us do, and that's a great, great blessing, but many of us, we don't. And so we're seeking out that experience of what it feels like to truly open to the giving and receiving of love without a condition, without a, I'll love you if, I'll love you when, I'll love you if you don't do this or you do that, do this, or I, this is how much I can love you right now, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so with that said, the Rosa Mystica face of the divine feminine is rising in us to teach us about the nature of love. <sighs> so with that said, I'd like to share with you today a Rosa Mystica-inspired piece from the Red Velvet Sun, a collaboration with Bam Vox, and it is called Love. Please enjoy, and I'd love to hear back from you about how you're being called to more deeply love yourself and others. Blessed be. Love that wants to get rebalanced on that planet that we all live on. 
that you are a conduit of love, that you are a fountain of love, and the more that you learn and remember how to receive and give of love simultaneously, the more that you will begin to reignite the flow of love in all things, and that flow of love in all things is in fact the very blood and heart of our existence. <gasps> oh, we're so ready. We're so ready for this intoxication of love. Oh, to finally just be open to the flow of love. I want you to feel it with me and risk it. <laughs> and we can't stop ourselves from being that love. Like, you know, all the places that you've resisted being love? Only to be taken by love. listening to this episode of the red podcast it's been an honor to have you here with us as red women we are here leading from the edges of our own evolution birthing new worlds into being through our bodies our hearts our minds and our beautiful presence if you would like to be in contact with me i love hearing from you you can find me on instagram at elaine.kalila or over on my website elainekalila.com And lastly, I'd like to invite you, if you loved this episode, to go ahead and share this with someone that you think might enjoy it too. It's through us sharing our hearts with one another and inspiring one another that we reveal our red, that evolutionary edge that is just waiting to be fully expressed in all aspects of our world. Until next time, many, many blessings. Blessings.